Hello, everyone. Welcome to the High Impact Podcast. You guys know the drill. I want to connect you guys to all the super cool people in my life. And I want to encourage you to take the next step, whatever that step looks like. And today we're stepping into all things mortgage and lending with my good friend, Tammy Goodman. Tammy, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Um, and the reason is because I think we can help so many people. I think so, too. I really do. So Tammy is our preferred lender here for the East Tennessee Group, and she is able to take our clients from not knowing if they, you know, how much home they qualify for to being really confident about the closing process. And this the process is, is seamless, and it's just we, we love this, the service that Tammy gives to us. So talk to us. I want to go everywhere. I want to okay. talk about interest rates. I want to talk about what you where you feel like they're going to go. I want to talk about um, home prices and what you know, an average person might be able to qualify for. I want to talk about all kinds of things. Great. Tell me what you're seeing right now as far as interest rates go, comparatively speaking to, say, the first of the year sure. or a month ago. What are we looking at? So interest rates right now, I would say that they are... Compared to beginning of the year, I would say that they're probably down a little bit from okay. where they were at beginning of the year. Um, last year, of course, interest rates were at an all-time low. It was the best interest rate environment <laughs> that we've ever had. Yeah. So things kind of started to trickle up a little bit um, at the beginning of the year. And now they're starting to trickle back down a little bit. So okay. um, we're still in a very good rate environment. I would say interest rates are anywhere. Give, just given a range, they would be from anywhere from a, a high two to a mid, wow. mid four, I would say, depending on the loan program, credit profile, all those things. So you've been doing loans for a long time. Tell me the highest interest rate you've ever seen. Well, I got in in 2003. And people were refinancing like crazy mm -hmm. when I jumped in. And they were if they were refinancing into rates that were 7% and wow. higher. So when we had a 6% rate, people mm -hmm. were going crazy. And then it dropped to a five and a half, and then it went to a five, and then it went to a four. So we were very busy in refinance land. But I have to say that me personally, I've always been a purchase uh, mortgage lender. I always worked with the real estate agents, and I would take them all day long because I loved working with agents and building relationships. Nobody wanted to take them back then when it was a refinance really? boom that was happening back yeah. in the early 2000s. So um, I've always been on the purchase side, but again, interest rates have been going down, going down, and it's been good. And I think one of my favorite things, I was new, obviously, to real estate, just had my one-year anniversary, met Tammy, didn't know anything really about loans or lending, or I have learned so much. <laughs> um, let's kind of talk about, to the people that may not understand, um, uh, I don't know how, if I'm going to ask this the, the right way, but there are down payment assistance programs. There mm -hmm. are, you know, folks don't know about that. And agents don't know, new agents don't know about that stuff. Right. So, so talk to me a little bit about the different kind of programs, because you mentioned programs a minute ago. Sure. What are some of the different programs and, and things you'd have to do to qualify for some of those programs? Sure. So first thing I want to hit on are first time homebuyers, because those are the people who have never done this before. And they're the ones that typically qualify for the first-time homebuyer programs with down payment assistance. Okay. And just to clarify what a first-time homebuyer is, is that someone who has not owned a home within the last three years. So if you've purchased previously, but you haven't been in ownership over the last three years, then you qualify again as a first-time Did home you know buyer. that? Yeah. People Big don't tip. know that. Big tip. Yeah. Yes. Um, so with first-time homebuyers, cool. 
we're looking at credit scores. A lot of times they don't have fantastic credit scores or maybe they have great credit scores, but don't know that they qualify for some programs. So love working with first time home buyers. They're, they're fun to educate and help along the home journey with financing. What does the credit score need to be for a first time home buyer? So minimum credit score that we work with to get a decent credit score is going to be 620 for some of our programs. Okay. That's just for a first time home buyer program. That's not down payment assistance. Okay. For the down payment assistance program, that credit score is going to jump up to a 640 or higher. Okay. Um, so we have a couple different down payment assistance programs that we have. We have a THDA, which is Tennessee Housing Development Agency. Okay. And that includes a first mortgage and then a second mortgage that will be a 15-year fixed rate uh, on that second mortgage. So you will have a monthly payment on that second uh, down payment so, assistance program, but that okay. takes care of your down payment. Okay. So basically you're mortgaging that down payment amount. Yep, you're borrowing against the home. So you have okay. your first mortgage. And for example, an FHA loan would have a three and a half percent down payment requirement. So if you have your first mortgage as an FHA, then you'll have your second mortgage that would be a 15, per, a 15 year fixed rate mortgage that you'd make a monthly payment on. So you're borrowing money against the home that you're purchasing. So it's a zero down payment. And a lot of, I, I think sometimes new agents especially might think that that's, or, or clients might think that that's free money. It's not free money. It kind of used to be free money, but they've changed the guidelines. It used to be that the down payment assistance, if you kept that home for 10 years, then it would completely oh. be wiped away. But that changed last year. So now they're termed loans for the down payment assistance. So basically the down payment assistance is is just, is pretty much for folks who don't want to come out of pocket and who qualify with that credit score, but it is money that they are responsible for paying back. That's correct. And that's for the Tennessee Housing Development Agency or the THDA. We also have a new program that we're using called Chinoa. Okay. And that's just another down payment assistance program as well. And same concept, you're going to have a second mortgage that you'll repay over the over the next 15 years. Okay. Um, but both are great great programs for first-time homebuyers. And Chinoa actually is not necessarily for a first-time homebuyer. That's for down payment assistance. It's a brand new one that we just added. Is there a credit minimum on that one? 640. Same. Yeah. So okay. anytime you have a down payment assistance program, okay. it's going to be at least a 640. It could be higher. So we've, okay, so that takes care of our, our first-timers. That's just for the down payment assistance. For the down payment assistance. So we do have another one, and this is for conventional conforming loans, and that's okay. a 3% down payment. Okay. So if you are a first-time homebuyer, you can do a 3% down payment. Okay. You do have to take a homebuyer education class, and that goes for all first-time homebuyers with any type of a lower down payment or down payment assistance. Okay. So the 3% down payment, uh, you, it would be a program either called a Home Possible or a Home Ready. Okay. Those are programs that are offered for first-time home buyers. You take a, a framework class or a, a home uh, home buyer class that's going to qualify you for that. For that. Okay. And what that also allows you to do is have three percent down payment and then a, also a lower monthly mortgage insurance payment. So why would someone choose the FHA then over that one? It's really going to be credit score credit, driven. Okay. Yeah. So what's the credit minimum for the? That one is going to be it's a minimum of a six twenty, but. Typically, you can't get qualified, and I say typically because everything, I mean, there's not a standard, but I've seen that mostly people who would qualify for that 3% down payment, first-time homebuyer program, would have to have a credit score minimum of 660. Okay, so it's the credit score difference. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Super cool. And yeah. So that's 
So you could do the three and a half FHA or that you, you call that conventional conforming. conventional conforming. So it would be a Fannie Mae or a Freddie Mac program. Those okay. are the two government regulatory agencies. Okay. So yeah, those would be my two. And then of course we have uh, USDA, which is a zero down payment, but it's specific to the area and has income limits. And that's not necessarily first time home buyer driven. Okay. So with the USDA, is it typically out in a county? Or is it? It's more rural. rural. It's it's a rural development type of program. So you type the the address into the USDA system and it will tell you if that specific property qualifies for the program. And so what's the credit minimum on that one? That one is a 620. Okay. So if someone is willing to be in more of a rural environment and have Mm -hmm. that minimum of 620 credit score, they could potentially have zero down. Potentially. That one's that one has income limits. It has okay. property restrictions. So we're going to take into consideration the entire household income. Oh, even if somebody's not on the loan, if let's say one person works, the other one doesn't, uh, then we would just qualify you based on the one person's income. But if both people work, and maybe you have a teenager that has a second job, we have to get pay stubs for everybody and consider everyone's income. And the more okay. people in the family, the higher that income limit. Okay, and it's by county. That's really cool. That's a <laughs> lots l- of things to check. Check yeah, and balance. There are there's so much. It is mind blowing. Oh I yeah. Feel like yep. Um, and I know I have a couple of VA clients. Yes. So do you guys work a lot with with VA? Oh, folks we love our or, veterans. Yeah. We, we love working with our veterans. Yeah. That's probably my favorite program that we work with because uh, we love our our heroes. Yeah. That absolutely. protect our country, and so that's a, a zero down payment program, okay. which is wonderful. There's also no mortgage insurance, so they get the lowest. I don't know that I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no more insurance really cool. on that. They do have a funding fee that some of them have and some of them don't. Some people okay. uh, do have a, an exemption from that, some veterans, but usually there's a funding fee that's added on to oh. uh, the purchase price, but it's financed, so they don't have to come out of pocket for the funding fee. Now, would a veteran ever do a conventional loan? They could, but I always offer, it, we ask the question, are you a veteran? It's on our application. Okay. If they are, I want to see if they're how much their entitlement is and how much they can use for their benefit. And if if they're going to be exempt from paying the funding fee, but if they elect not to use it, they certainly don't have to, but it's my favorite program because it has the lowest down payment and the best. We typically have really good rates on those Okay, and no mortgage insurance. It's wonderful. So a lot of questions about that one are, is there a credit minimum on a VA? Yeah, um, typically 620. Okay. It, it, that, that 620 is kind of where we can get them with an approved eligible through our automated system, which means that they're good to go. We can go down lower on the credit score requirements with our, our FHA and with our VA down to like a 580. Okay. But they're going to be more rules that are put into place for those lower credit scores. So if you're a six, 620 okay. or higher, it's going to be easy peasy. If it's lower than that, it's going to have a lot more layers that we have to verify. So when you were talking about their availability, is there some kind of benefit schedule for veterans? So they sure. they have to provide us with the form. It's called a DD-214, which okay. is their discharge papers. Oh. And then we submit that to the VA Affairs Office. And then they will provide us with oh. a certificate of eligibility, which tells us how much entitlement they have. So what does that entitlement mean? What is that? So the entitlement is the amount of money that they can borrow. Oh, and I've gotten the question before, like, well, if I already have a VA loan, can I buy another another house? And the question is, maybe 
if you have enough entitlement left over. Is that due to length of service or? uh, I don't really know exactly what that's tied to, Hmm. but when we submit it to the VA, they'll tell us an amount and it will be the entitlement, the maximum entitlement amount is $36,000, which does not equal to how much they can purchase. So based on that entitlement, then we can calculate how much of a loan that they can actually have. Okay, cool. So you could, they could be able to qualify for two VA loans. Hmm. Just That's depends really on cool. how much their entitlement is. So you said you loved working with first-time homebuyers. Love it. Tell me the biggest, um, oh, I don't know how to say it. What do first-time homebuyers do that they probably should not do while they're going through the, <laughs> the approval process? That's a question. <laughs> we, we tell people this all the time. We send emails to let them know what to do and what not to do. And a couple of things that they should absolutely not do is stop making the payments on, on their debts that they have. Because a lot of times people will be like, oh, I'm not going to worry about this because I'm buying a new house. And oh, they may not make their rental payment. Well, guess what? That could hurt you. Mm-hmm. Also, um, they got to keep their debts in order. Okay. They should not yeah. go out and buy anything that's going to put a, you know, a large debt into their liabilities okay. because I have to account for that payment and I'm qualifying them based on what their current uh, debts are and what their current minimum monthly payments okay. that report on the credit bureau are. So a lot of times, I shouldn't say a lot of times, but I've had a few times where someone would go buy a car or they might go buy new furniture because they're excited because they're closing on their house. And it's actually it's really changed. It can kill the, a deal. It's killed the deal before. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Because now, go ahead. I was going to say, because we worked so hard to get them there yeah. and they've worked so hard on, on getting their credit and all their documents together. And then at the very end, find out that, you know, oh man, because we do soft pull, uh, soft pulls on the credit right before closing. So we do a, a credit report pull at the very beginning. It's a tri-merge yep. credit report that reports all three bureaus. And for qualifying purposes, we use the middle credit score. So if you have a high credit score, low credit score, we throw that out. We use the middle credit okay. score for qualifying. And if there are two borrowers, we're going to use the lowest middle credit score of both borrowers. So we pulled at the very beginning and then at the very end, we're going to do a soft pull. So the beginning is a hard pull. It affects Mm -hmm. your credit score. Potentially, um, they have changed things so that if you are shopping for a mortgage, you can have your credit pulled as many times as you'd like within 30 days and you only get really hit one time for that. So the the government's really encouraging people to shop for their mortgage to make sure they're meeting their goals and getting the best deal for them. But on that south pull at the end, a lot of times we'll find out that people have opened up new accounts. And what we're looking for are inquiries that have been made against their credit Report. Hard pulls. Uh, we're or, looking for the hard pulls that they've had, but we're we're looking for them with a soft pull. That's not going to affect right. their credit. But you're looking for yes. the hard pulls. Yes. So if they show that someone has uh, been shopping for an automobile, it's going to show up. If they've opened an account, it's going to show up. And then I have to go back and, and ask, so have you opened up a new account with them? And if so, I have to add that that payment back into their qualifying debt to income ratios and debt to income ratios are basically the debts that are the minimum monthly payments that report on the credit bureau okay plus their new mortgage payment and then i divide by their income okay so we have limits uh, on the debt to income ratios what they can qualify for so that can be a deal killer if they add another debt in and don't and have put some over the qualifying yep puts them over the qualifying limit okay so that is with 
a, a trade line. Correct. What about if they just have all this money, enough to cover the down payment, enough to cover whatever they need, but they still go out and say spend four grand on furniture or out of their cash, out of their bank account, but not a new trade line? Is that going to potentially That can affect? definitely affect it uh, okay. because we we're looking for the amount of money that they're going to have for the tra- transaction. But we also sometimes will have what's called a reserve requirement. So a reserve requirement is money that's left over in the account after you close and purchase the home. Okay. It's not required on all loans, but it is on some. And mm. and it will tell us specifically when we run this through our automated system, it will tell me how many months of reserves are required. It may say none, it may say two, it yeah. may say six, it may say 12. So when I tell people how much they're gonna bring to the table, I also have to explain to them, here's the amount that I have to verify in your account. Yeah because of the reserve requirements. So what someone might think would be okay to go and spend $4,000 on some new furniture at that time. Because it's their money. Because it's their money. And they're not really using it for the transaction. But if I have to ask for an updated bank statement, that money's gone, then we're in bad shape on that. So keep the money in the bank. Um, I would say if you have a purchase that you think you are just itching to make, check with your lender before you... Absolutely. Always check with me. And I'm going to tell you yes or no. Some people, they can. Some people, they cannot. And I've tried to get people in the habit of just asking if you're going to do anything that could affect your potential situation with your assets or with your uh, income. Sometimes we have people who change jobs right smack in the middle of a transaction, and that affects things, too. Yeah, definitely affect things. And we sometimes find out when we go to do a verification of employment, that's how we find out, well, they no longer work here. Mm -hmm. So that really, really affects things. And I wanted to go into the employment. So generally, just generally speaking, um, what kind of employment record does someone need to qualify for for a mortgage? I mean, obviously there's income requirement, but what about job longevity? Yeah. So we're always looking for a two year history. Okay. And right now, because of COVID, we've added in um, sections where you may not have been working for three months or four months last year. That happened to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We still have to put that into a two-year history, and that's okay. If we can get a letter of explanation and and prove the reason that you were not working, then that's okay. That still counts into that two-year period of time. But what they're looking for is, is that you've been on a job or not, and you can account for that time for two years. So that's really what we're looking for. I have to make that, uh, put that information into the application. And then we also have to verify it. Now, what if someone's changed fields? Is that going to They can change fields. And and here's a good example. So let's say, uh, let's say someone is commission based. Okay. And let's say that they were selling windows and then they decided they were going to go sell cars. That's okay because they have a history of commission income. Of relying on commission That's only. right. So if someone were to start and they just started making commission, okay. I have to have a two-year history of commission income. So, so I think that was huge for me because at first I didn't understand that. I thought um, I thought the, the, the industry changed mattered. The industry change mattered, but it's really... It used to be that way. pay style. Yeah, it used to be that way. You would have to be in the same industry to be able to use that same money, but it's changed now. The the guidelines have changed, which it those those change frequently. Yeah, Once we get used to all the rules, they change it on uh, us frequently. On toes. Yeah. I know. So right now, though, it's just providing history of commission income. Okay. Same thing with bonus or same thing with overtime. If you have a history of earning those and you change jobs or change fields, we can still use that because you're used to that type That's of really income. Cool. Yeah. So tell me, I know you love working with um, FHA folks. Tell me, is there... Um, 
Is there any type of loan that just really excites you? I know you love the VA, but I mean, to do what you do all the time yeah. to someone like me, it just seems monotonous as far as the numbers. <laughs> Is there anything that you absolutely love about it? I mean, obviously the satisfaction, right, of helping somebody get, I mean, we've closed several deals where yeah. where clients are pretty much crying on their yeah. testimonies. I was um, going to say that is probably my favorite. Yeah. It's not necessarily the necessarily the loan type, yeah. but is that personal relationship that mm-hmm. we build with our customers. And then to see that at the end, we, we go to our closings here because mm-hmm. that's a celebration. Yeah. And we have the least fun job of the transaction. Mm-hmm. So the real estate agent, they have the fun job. They get to go see cool properties. And we're the ones that are always asking for every single document that Send you can think of. Send me a blood sample. Yeah, it's yeah. almost <laughs> like the next thing I want to ask for is your firstborn child. Yep. But yep. Uh, but that's that's not the fun part. And we try to make it as fun as it can be. But, you know, collecting pay stubs and bank statements and analyzing tax returns, Ugh. that's just the monotonous part of it. But my favorite part mm-hmm. um, is just seeing that joy of someone buying a new house. And some people really, really work hard to get to the point where they could qualify. We just had one last month that was so, so like Mm -hmm. satisfying and just made me feel so good because no one had taken the time to work with this person and she'd been through a lot and to get to the the finish line. I mean, it just makes me feel so good. And some of the ones that you work the hardest on are the most rewarding. The ones that come in and go out and, you know, 15 days, those are awesome too. But the ones that mean the most to me, I think are the ones that we've really had to work for. And the clients have worked so hard to obtain home, a home uh, for the first time or maybe a subsequent time, but they went through some hard times. But that's my most fulfilling part of my job is just- I can imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to me, speaking about, you know, working hard, I know that you guys offer a service that can help people um, who may not be in a position today mm-hmm. to buy a home, but they really see that on the horizon. So talk to me about what that looks like. Yeah. And we have a couple of different programs for people who may need some some guidance on how to improve their credit so that eventually they're going to qualify for a loan. Um, first thing that we do is we talk to them about what's happened in the past and try to put a story together of what caused the credit to deteriorate. Maybe it's they haven't built any credit, or maybe they went through a bad time. Maybe they had a bankruptcy or foreclosure or unforeseen circumstances that have happened. So we're trying to find all the facts. And then once we pull the credit, we're analyzing the credit report. And then we do have a system that we use with Credit Plus, which is the credit reporting agency that we use. We have a couple different programs with them, actually. We have a program called Lending Hand. And Lending Hand will allow us to put in a credit score that we're trying to obtain and it will tell us exactly what the borrower will have to do to improve their credit scores to get to that that score and they have to do exactly what they're saying for example yeah for example on a collection maybe it's a medical collection Mm -hmm. that they're trying to get removed if they say on there pay this off to a zero balance and delete from your credit report if you just pay it down to a zero credit or a zero balance but you don't have it deleted from your credit report you're not going to get the score so it's very specific on what you have to do to obtain that score that is really cool yeah i really like that one and then we also um, have some credit supplements that we can can provide so if someone paid down a card or they've you know paid something off then we submit it back to the credit bureau they update it and then we can actually request a rescore to see if their credit scores okay. have improved because they've made um, some significant changes in the balances what percentage of your clients would you say actually take advantage of of that of that yeah i would say we always we always send a copy of their credit report and ask people to just verify that 
everything on there is accurate. Yeah. If it's not accurate, then we'll help them with getting it, it fixed. I would say that people who are very, very motivated to buy a home uh, do exactly what we ask. I would say 95% of the people do yeah. not. But, wow. but those five that do put in the work, they're homeowners. Yeah, that is really, really cool. Yeah. So talk to us about Revolution Mortgage. Are you guys newer to the game or have you been around a long time? Tell us about the company, yeah. the brand, what you stand for, what it yeah. means to you. Absolutely. So Revolution Mortgage, we're going into our fourth year as, <clears throat> excuse me, as a company. We're based out of Columbus, Ohio, and the four owners I've known since 2003, we all work together. Um, cool. Yeah, and so we've all gone on our journeys, and then they decided to create a company that's going to allow us to all retire eventually and to build something really cool. So the culture is what I like the most. I've worked at a number of um, banks yeah. or brokers or, you know, credit unions. But the thing that I like about Revolution Mortgage is I like the culture. And we're a mortgage banker, which means that we can underwrite our own loans. And we do sell off the servicing of all of our loans to the bigger banks that, you'll, that you've heard of before. But we like to be forward thinking. We like to be nice. We like to work hard yeah. and we like to make people feel very comfortable and build relationships with people. So it's, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more laid back than what I've been used to in the past. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. We don't wear, uh, you know, shirts and ties and dresses every day. We uh, are just everyday people like people who are buying homes. I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to come across as intimidating, even though we're asking you for a lot of documents. We're your friend too. So our whole theme is work hard and be nice to people. And we live by that That's every so single cool. day. And I like it because when you come here, it is, it's not stale and it's very relaxed. I know, you know, a lot of realtors even will wear the suit and tie and that's great. If that's your brand, I think that is lovely. It's not, not who I am. It's not, it doesn't make me comfortable. So when I met Tammy and I was like, oh, she's wearing a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's just that laid back, um, I love that. It's just, you feel approachable. Like you said, even though it might not be the most fun to yeah. ask somebody for this document or, you know, I need to see your, your credit report, but it, I just, I like the approachability. And I think everyone who comes in here feels the welcoming that we're giving to them. Yeah. And it's genuine. I think that everyone that's here, even at corporate, which is different, usually corporates are a little bit stuffy, but everyone yeah. is so welcoming and so helpful. And they want to continue to improve, improve, improve. And we're in major growth mode right now. Yeah. Uh, when I started, I was branch number 18. And I just was on a call yesterday. We now have 44 branches. Oh, my goodness. And I've been here since January 2020. So that's a lot of growth. And we're going everywhere throughout the nation, which that's is so exciting. exciting to kind of be on a ground level and then to see it grow. Absolutely. It's been really, really cool. I love it. I I, I've always felt comfortable here. I've always, you know, enjoyed the interaction. So, um, I deal with, with Tammy lots. I deal with Kevin mm -hmm. a lot. And it's just, I feel like, you know, I get a, I get a rundown each week of where my clients are in the process and, and where we are. The communication is just huge. And I feel like sometimes from the, the big box or the, or the, the banks, you just don't get that one-on-one. -on -one. And, and when you do try to ask them a question, you, you know, it's just, why are you asking me? Of, of course it's, you know, so I, I just feel yeah. that. And I'm, I know you work with a lot of agents. Mm -hmm. um, are you, are you looking to expand that and network with more agents? Or? Yeah, absolutely. We're always looking to build more 
short relationships with real estate agents. I think that we are probably one of the best kept secrets in Knoxville right now. And uh, we actually have two offices. We have one here in Knoxville, and then we also have one in Sevierville, which covers the Smoky Mountains. That's right. Um, We opened that office last October, and it's been a huge success. And we do a lot of business uh, for second homes and investors that are in the Smoky Mountains. And we we love that. We have two locations. But we are absolutely in growth mode right now. Um, We have so much business coming in, knock on wood, um, that we need to hire some more loan officers. So I'm looking to to hire at least three or four uh, here in the very very near future. Yeah, it was such a blessing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, tell us the best place to find you guys. Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? What's the best way? I would say both. Okay. Uh, we're heavy on social media. Uh, Facebook, we do lots of posting on Facebook, lots on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to probably be doing some more creative things here very soon that you'll be hearing about. But I we have a wonderful that. marketing team that is very forward thinking and very, um, very current on the brand. I would say that too. I would definitely, I feel that from the brand. Yeah. And it's just cool stuff is happening. And it's more of a lifestyle than a bank. But it's a lifestyle that's that's very easy going. Yep. Laid back. Yeah. But they take it serious. So that's yeah. I think that's the the, the dance. It's, yeah, it's, it's laid different. back, but it's still this is serious business and we're definitely here to help. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is different and refreshing for it me. It is refreshing. I've been doing this Gosh, for almost 20 years now, it's been very refreshing. Even down to the um, the app. So when I met Tammy, she was like, hey, send me your headshot. And I was like, okay, why? <laughs> so she said, well, I can brand you and we can we can do this app thing. So now it's just really cool. I just, you know, I have my phone and I have the Revolution Mortgage app. And when I'm actually talking to a client, um, and even if they have a bank or credit union already, of course, I always encourage a second opinion. But um, whatever the case, whether it's a second opinion lead or whether it's, you know, a, a client that, that needs to meet Tammy for the first time, I just share the app and it's really cool because it brands myself and it brands Tammy. And then the client from their phone can do the application. They can scan documents. I've had nothing but glowing um, feedback from the app. It's just so easy. So I feel like not only are you current, not only is your brand really chill and laid back, it's also really useful, you know, the app and the the technology. Well, thank you. And I have to say, uh, Miss Hillary has shared our app over (laughs) 4,000 times. Oh my God. That's like (laughs) so cool. 4,000. So we get notifications every time that the app is shared. We get a notification when an application is in process. And we're reaching out to those people if they haven't completed an application because sometimes people will get in the middle of completing an application and like, ah, well, I have a couple questions. So we have follow-up in place where we can reach out and just say, hey, I saw that you started an application, but you haven't finished it. Can I answer any questions or help you with anything? I don't think a lot of companies are doing that. No. You know, well, they probably yeah they're they're so busy they that may they don't not even make know the time. and they may not even know. Yeah. But with this app, it's really really neat because we can see what's going on I and the real estate that. agent can see what's going on as well. Yeah. Um, once they complete an application and they can do that on their phone or they can do it you know from their email too. We can send that app to them. There's a really super cool mortgage calculator that's yep. on there, so they can run numbers anytime they want, which most people will shop when it's late at night um, or weekend and they can shop at any time because I'm going to tell them here use this this interest rate for now use this for uh, an insurance amount and then they'll put in the property taxes and the purchase price and they can shop anytime that they want that's really Um, we can also see when they're when they're checking those um, those 
payments and I can notify the real estate agent to say, yeah. hey, so-and-so might want to see some properties they're running payments. So maybe they're getting close to maybe wanting to go see something. I think that that's helpful for real estate agents as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The I other, mean, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the other th- the thing that I really like is that they can securely upload any of their documents mm-hmm. so they don't have to worry about privacy issues or something happening to their documents. And there's a lot of sensitive information that we receive with social security numbers and dates of birth and banks, bank numbers, bank statements. So mm-hmm. it's a secured site that is their own mm-hmm. personal portal once they sign up and complete the application. So once they do that, they can go back in at any time and upload more documents or see what process of the loan approval where they are. I love, love that. Talk to me. This is probably the last thing I want to, the thing I want to end on. Talk to me about the importance of a pre-approval. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge pre-approval advocate and have been for years. Um, There's two different things, a Mm pre-qualification and a pre-approval that people were trying to get when they're first starting to look for a home. Uh, The difference is a pre-qualification is you tell me or put it into the application all the facts that you think are are accurate. And so if I take a look at it and I see that your credit score qualifies, your income qualifies, your assets qualify, that's a pre-qualification where I haven't validated anything, but I'm just taking your word for it. Okay. Not a huge fan of that because yeah. I've been burnt in the past when yeah. I first got into this business. I would say most agents have to. Yeah. And nothing worse than getting someone out to see a house. They want to write an offer with a pre-qualification letter. And guess what? We're in contract. Oh I, then I start asking gosh. for documents and it's like, you're, you're late to the game. Yeah. Right. So we uh, will always ask for documents up front. So as soon as someone completes an application or even before they complete the application, we're sending them a list of documents that we need. And that's for pay, pay verification. So income verification, asset verification. We're also looking to see if they own a house. And if they're going to keep that house, we have to see their mortgage payment, mm-hmm. whether that includes property taxes and homeowners insurance, whether they have a homeowners association fee, because we need to take all of that payment into consideration. Yeah. If they're going to keep that, we have to put that as a liability that they're going to continue to pay on to calculate their that's death right. to income ratio. So. Yeah, I think and from an agent standpoint, if, if you're an agent out there listening to this and you're not getting pre-approvals, uh, so much can change. We've talked about what people can do during the ooh, during the home buying process and the yeah. loan uh, approval process. So getting them pre-approved up front, I feel like for me um, and again, that's, I came into the game and that's how we did it. So I didn't know about a pre-qualification. Right. I just knew about pre-approvals because of Tammy. But I feel like if you want to get to the closing table for sure, then take the time to do a, a pre-approval. If you just want to burn some gas and go show somebody, you know, pre-qualification is probably mm-hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. just you need to have trust that that client really is providing the best of their knowledge. Yeah, and the pre-approval is really to protect the real estate agents because you put a lot of time into trying to find homes for these people who want to purchase a home. You also are driving around a lot. And if you have someone who has not completed the Mm -hmm. full application, meaning that they haven't turned in their documents and we haven't done a verification of employment to accurately calculate their income or... You know, a lot of times I have self-employed borrowers and they for sure don't get a pre-qualification because it's so much more mm-hmm. detailed and I have to do an in, a self-employed income analysis to make sure that I'm calculating what their average income has been over the last two years. So there's so much that goes into it. Somebody who is on salary who might get bonus, they might get overtime, might think I can use all that income mm-hmm. and they're telling me the best of what they think. Right. Um, it, I may not be able to use all that income. 
They also may be telling me what their net income is. I'm looking Mm -hmm. for gross Gross. income before taxes are taken out. So there's so many things that we have to take into consideration. Uh, Maybe even assets that you have in a 401k or an IRA, and I need to calculate that differently and get more proof that you can actually withdraw that money if you're going to withdraw that money uh, with the terms and conditions I need to collect. So there's so much that goes into it, but I'm telling you, once we get all this information collected and analyzed and run through our automated system or or if I need to send it up to an underwriter to have them review it just to make sure that we're good, you have a confident buyer that you're showing homes to. You have a pre-approval yeah. letter in hand. And guess what? They're going to be able to close fairly quickly. Our contracts generally run 30 to 45 days, depending on the loan type. Um, but you have a confident buyer that's not really going to fall out. So they can keep that excitement going. Once you find them that home, they're getting excited about it, getting excited about it. And there's no drop-offs. Nobody wants to be dropped off on their dreams, right? That's right. And that's not that's not fun for anybody. We're here to make homeowners happy and uh, doing our due diligence and them doing theirs. I think it's important. It's huge. It's just, it's, it's a peace of mind. And you know, a lot, I don't, I don't feel like a lot of other companies are probably doing the the pre-approval as much as the prequal. And so maybe there may be agents out there who don't understand the difference. The difference is the likelihood to close for me. Right. That's been the difference. So um, I can't encourage that enough. If you're, you know, if, if you don't have a pre-approval, you know, have Tammy get one for your for your clients because it's it's just again nobody wants to be out there running their gas or or using their time for for something that just doesn't have a good possibility to close. That's true. That is true. One thing I did want to add in here is if you want information about Revolution Mortgage, um, you can go to my website, which is themortgagegirl.com. I branded myself way back when in two thousand three. Love it. Uh, yeah. So themortgagegirl.com that'll take you right to my my landing page, and you can research about Revolution Mortgage. You can also do an application right from the site as well or we can forward you the app we can definitely do that we're gonna tammy do you want to give them your phone number or do you would you rather just have them go to the mortgagegirl.com you can do that i'm going to give them two different phone numbers okay and the phone number that you can always reach me on is my cell phone number uh that's 614-824-0340 that's my cell phone you can call me or text me on that number and then my office number and my fax number they're both the same which is 865 357-6306. Awesome. Do yourself a favor, get your clients a second opinion if they don't have one or get them over to Tammy for a pre-approval initially. And if you're an agent out there that that is looking for a lender that's going to service your clients the way you'd want them to be serviced, I, I highly recommend Revolution Mortgage. And I appreciate everything you guys do for us, for our team, and for me. The service is just, um, it's so personal. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. We love working with you guys. And I know you take time and do things. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's just because she's my friend. <laughs> It'll be a Saturday and I'll have a client that really, you know, and, and Tammy just goes above and beyond to, to get that client so that I can get them out and and, you know, hopefully win, win offers these days. That's that's huge. Well, we understand that real estate doesn't happen between 830 and 530 every day. It happens during the weekends. It happens after hours. And we're always here to help the real estate agents and help buyers find that home yeah. and get them qualified before they make that offer. So, yeah, we're always here, always here to help. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate everything you guys do. I know the East Tennessee Group appreciates everything you guys do. You guys look them up. And um, Tammy, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You guys stay tuned. We're going to have another fantastic episode next week. In the meantime, go to themortgagegirl.com and find Tammy on all her socials. And if you have questions, drop them down in the comments or reach out directly to Tammy. Thank you, guys. Thank you.